Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. This is the last Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back, Posse. What it do, what it do. Hey, y'all. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, last week we talked about minding your business and not passing judgment. Have you ladies minded your business? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> it's like, no, I mind my business all the time. I always mind my business. All right, what about passing judgment? Like, have y'all? I never mind that my business. business. <laughs> yeah. That ain't my business. Pass <laughs> judgment. Okay, it's like, just kidding. This week we did have our first um, event for our mentoring program and we met our mentees. And... You're right, Celeste, and <laughs> it's easy for us to judge our mentees, especially because of their backgrounds, mm-hmm. or at least we. It's easy for us to create the narratives of their backgrounds, where they came from, like before their even family meeting them, life, yeah. before even meeting them, because they did write to us, uh-huh. and so based on their writing, it's like okay, well, this person uh, probably comes from a single family household or something like that, but you just never know, so. Mm-hmm. It was important for us not to judge our mentees before we met them and come to find out, like, some of them are really cool, you know. Mm-hmm. They have diverse backgrounds, yes. which, you know, we thought. We figured, I, will, right? I will say, though, I will say that I did give Celeste and Jess two of my most challenging students because I felt like they could handle them. Uh-huh. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so far, yeah. so uh-huh. good because even, like, their behavior – in class, which is, I mean, their behaviors are totally different, like, in class, I mean, from one another, like, one is just, like, has all these outbursts and can just be really rude, and the other one can just be really standoffish, but they can also be really sweet girls, and they were really sweet when they met um, Jess and Celeste in person, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so you really can't judge people um based on like a small narrative until you really get to know the person not even it's you can't create the narrative for them you're right based on the school that they attend it's like oh okay well they must fit this description right exactly but that's not necessarily not necessarily the case we got you right um because everybody has their own what, ladies? Story. Ooh, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> but we're not going to introduce. No, we, yet. we ain't there yet. But <laughs> just, just keep that in mind. <laughs> before we do the royal moment, though, um, I'm not sure if it was last week or the week before, but we mentioned uh, Maya oh. Rocky Moore Cummings, who is the wife of the late Elijah Cummings. Um, she is now running for his vacant seat. So, oh, yes, she is. I didn't know she was in politics. She is in politics. So she's trying to keep the coming name mm-hmm. coming. And the last. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Why you're so corny. <laughs> she's trying to keep his legacy alive. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So, as we start off with each episode, we're going to start off with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So, this week, I wanted to give a shout-out to Egypt Sherrod. Um, Her video has been going viral, um, talking about the women who are missing and the sex trafficking. So, the other day, um, I got this video in my inbox, and it kind of surprised me. I'm like... What is this? Is this spam because of the person who sent it to me? Like, we we Why don't really you, talk, right. you know, but she's a, 
another young female. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe she meant to send it to me. So I ended up watching it. And the crazy part of it was, you know, she was talking about these white vans and things like that, you know, being watchful of where you park and being watchful of your surroundings. So um, Jess and Celeste just mentioned our, um, the mentoring program. So I was talking to one of the girls the day before I saw this video and um, she said on her way home, she had gotten off the bus and she was walking and she noticed a white van coming down the street and it just stopped. And so she was like, she just kept kind of looking back at it. And it was just weird the way that this van stopped mm -hmm. in the middle of the street. And so she said she was on the phone with one of her friends on FaceTime, kind of like, can you see this van behind me? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, the van, like, sped off or did something weird. And she said she just ran home. Like, she just booked home. Right. Um, because scary. you never know. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. And then, like, maybe the two days afterwards, somebody posted they were in... Um, the they was at the the market right up the street from my house and there were two white vans parked in the parking lot with a space in between because they say like if a person oh, parks yeah. in between or if oh, you're in between you know and so oh, i think gosh. right so this video just kind of put that on the top of my radar where maybe before i wouldn't be as alert to it you know so i'm like dang all these things are happening now like people really need to be aware and then mm -hmm. i feel like just yesterday someone else sent that same video in my inbox so um, so they've been sending her video. In her specific? particular okay. video, yeah. And so her message is now getting around to women and people like, be mindful of these yeah. vans, be mindful of the sex trafficking because mm -hmm. it's, real. it's real. And it's not even just the white vans. I've seen some stories about Ubers and Lyfts. Yeah. I saw that too. And making yeah. sure that yeah. they know like the not, share. Yeah. Yeah, now, is the white van thing, is that only a certain area? Or are they saying that's just what's happening across the country? I think or? it's across the country. Yeah, but okay. it, I think it's just weird to hear, like, incidents, like, close to home. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, yeah, it's scary. Geez. Yeah, like, it takes you back to the days of, like, the sniper. When yes, you were going to yeah. look out for the white van. Uh -huh. And it's hard. This this time of the year, is hard because it gets dark at so 4.30. Early, yes. And we're all still coming home from work or going mm -hmm. to the grocery store. Yep. You know, you're still out and about doing your regular things. And now... So, and apparently, like, they'll come up to you and, like, put a needle or something in your Girl. arm and knock you out and put you in the van. Yeah. Oh, my That's gosh. That's what I'm hearing. So, ladies, right, ladies, now please just be aware. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Like, That's look, I'm going here. Yeah. Because, I mean, you just never know. People are crazy. Because I think they were saying, like, men are now getting, like, uter uterus transplants and things like that. And they're like, where do you think they're getting this stuff from? Oh, like, like the black market organs? Yeah. Yeah. Men are getting uterus transplants? Listen, I read that somewhere. What? I don't even... Can, can we discuss... Can we give that a bro second? Like, <laughs> what do you want this uterus for? Listen. Y'all, it's... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you, so for, thank you <laughs> for spreading the word. And ladies, please be careful out here. Yes, definitely. All right. Now it is time for our sis second. And our sis second is when we point out some of those raggedy crowns. Raggedy. And ratchet crowns. Ooh. Ooh. That we see around <laughs> must be a the ratchet town. crown today. <laughs> <laughs> Who was ratchet, Celeste? <laughs> I'm about to tell y'all. So, okay. You finished with the little intro. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> she made me mad. So today's the second goes to the young lady who works on the floor that I work on in my part-time job. Um, so I 
in my part-time job, I visit the floors. I'm like a consultant. So I come to the floor and do what I need to do. And then I leave. I don't work specifically on the floor. But this young lady works as staff on the floor. So I'm walking down the hallway past the patient's room. And the patient's like, excuse me, excuse me. Can you help me with the phone? Now, I don't work the phone. So I don't know. Like, you have to press nine. You have to press star. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do yeah, right, I don't know because I don't use the phones. That's not, that has nothing to do with my job. Okay. I, do wound, I do wound care. So I was like, oh, and I said, and I asked his my, um, nursing assistant, I said, oh, excuse me, um, can you help so-and-so with his phone? She said, no. Oh. oh excuse Ooh. me, wait, what? She said, no. I said, just well, he's flat asking, out, no. Right. I said, well, he's asking, you know, he's just asking, can somebody help him with the phone? Like, do you press nine or something? Like, I don't know. She was like, yes. And I said, okay. And, um. He said he tried something, whatever. The patient was just like all over the place trying to get this phone call out. Uh-huh. And I said, well, when you get a chance, do you mind helping him with his phone? Uh-huh. And she was like, well, I'm not the only one that can help him with his phone. Uh-huh. Okay. I said, well, who else can help him? Uh-huh. She said, anybody can. I said, well, obviously she was expecting me to go do it. But I said, I don't, I don't use the, like, I don't use the phones. Plus I got 500 other things to do. This is right. your specific patient. Like you're assigned to his room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, long story short, cause you know. She took me. She like, took me. She took me all the way. She took me all the way there. And so she, um, I said, okay. And I said, well, can, when you get a chance, can you help him? She said, um, I'm not dealing with phones right now. Hmm. Okay. So I turned so you're to not gonna pa- help your patient. That's my point. So I turned to the patient. I said, she said she ain't doing phones right now. <laughs> Real petty. I should have been pretty, but I was petty. <laughs> and she was like. Uh, she said, "You ain't had to tell him that." Real mature. She was. She was got mad. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. how you she was like, mad? Real, she right. said, "Real mature." I should have just bust out laughing in her face, and I could have said several other things. But I, instead of being continuing to be petty, I just got my cart and walked away. So the sister can go to her because. <laughs> like, since it's your whole job. Did we talk about this last week? Like, it's your whole job. Yeah, like, like, just do your job. Do your job. <laughs> was she busy? Was she busy? She was sitting down on a computer. Now, she was probably documenting her computer, doing her computer work, which I understand. But yeah. as we all know, patient care, direct patient care comes before your computer work. Okay. Sis, get up and help that man dial the phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not- I mean, it's all in how she said it as well. Yeah, like she could have said, she you know, probably had an attitude. Like I just want to finish this right now, and then I'll help him. Yeah, and that's I fine because that's what I said. I said when you get a chance. Obviously, I know we're all busy. Yeah. I said, well, when you get a chance, do you mind helping him with his phone? She clearly had an attitude about this. <laughs> this Why was she mad? <laughs> and they told me. I was being real mature. You said real mature. <laughs> and what did you say? Girl, I just turned around and you got my did... cart and walked off. Oh, wow. Well, I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, because I had a lot. You know how afterwards you think like, oh, I should have said that. Girl, I, I should have leaned no, on No, you, you did the right thing. Because you know I could have went up one side and down the other. And you know what it start with. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah. But no, you did the right but thing I by didn't. walking away. And as soon as I walked away, I immediately regretted walking away. I know, and then you get mad. I but, was mad. Yes, but in hindsight, you did the right thing, but then you get mad at yourself because of so many things that you could have said yeah. that you didn't say. But, but I didn't let her take my energy because I ain't had a lot that day. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't taking a little that I had. And she wasn't going to take the little exactly. I had. So yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, just like, just do your job, y'all. And don't have an attitude with other people. Mm. Like, why, sis? Yeah. But if you ain't want to be there, that patient ain't do nothing to you. He ain't do nothing to you. He's just trying to make a phone call. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> All right. So today we are talking about owning your own story, um, even though there are parts in it that 
you may not like. There are parts in it that you may love. Um, there are parts in it that you may be ashamed of or that you never talk about or that you, you know, just don't want anybody to know. But all in all, it's about it's your story and how you have to, in order to truly, truly love yourself, you have to own your story. So, Jess, in your journey, your story, um, tell us about it. Like, how do you feel about owning your story? <laughs> so, on today's segment of Where is Jess P? So I really like this topic because, you know, I had to get into it with a family member mm -hmm. over this. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if my cousin was trying to get everybody in the family against his mom. Okay. And so he's, one day he just decided to go off and he was like, oh, I don't know why y'all like love her so much. She talks about everybody. And so, you know, everybody else was like, okay, and? Mm -hmm. He was like, but you don't know what she said about you. And I'm like, okay, and? Uh -huh. And so he was like, well, she said that you were broke and you didn't have a place to live. And I was like, okay, and? Like, you left out the good parts. Like, I don't care what you say. Like, mm -hmm. that's it's still my story. Like, I don't give you permission to tell my story for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't matter what you say. Like, it's still my aunt. Like, I'm still going to love my aunt. Mm -hmm. right. She didn't do anything to me. And so he thought that it was so messed up that I still love her, even though she, she shared, told, something she shared about my story. Yeah. So regardless, I still feel like it's my it's story. story. Like, yeah. Are you telling me that I should be ashamed of my story yeah, uh -huh. because she may have said it to you right. or something. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, like, whatever he said was not even correct. Okay. I was about to yeah. say, but so clearly it was you like, had somewhere to live. Like, clearly. Okay. I have a place to live. Right. I'm not broke. Right. Like, mm -hmm. And even but, if that was the truth, it's like, okay, that happened, but where am I but now? But yeah, right. so, like, that was my thing. Because regardless of everything that he was saying, I was still like, okay, and? And mm -hmm. what else? Keep Continue to tell my story. Yeah, like, right. Go Let ahead. me hear it. Go ahead. Let me hear <laughs> And what else happened? Uh -huh. And so he was getting mad like I didn't care. Okay. And so the moral of that to me was like, it's my story. Mm -hmm. I own my story. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't give you permission to tell my story. Mm -hmm. I own the narrative. So it doesn't matter what you say or what you said that she said. Mm -hmm. It's still my story. I right. know what happened. Right. And when I'm ready to tell my story, I'm going to tell my story mm -hmm. to you, who I want to tell it to. And right. that's what even, it didn't even make you mad. No, because it didn't make me mad at all. What, what I love is when the when the story that they're telling isn't even the truth. Right. So like, you out here telling, I'm like not you even mad. you telling stories. You're telling stories, but I'm not <laughs> even mad about what's being told because it's not even true. Right. Like, y'all mm -hmm. can have that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm -hmm. what else they say yeah, about right. me? Like, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, and what? Okay. And then what? Yeah. Right. And then what? And, mm -hmm. I, and that's the thing, because sometimes people do add stuff to your story. Or, like, for me, I think my biggest thing is, like, the intentions, right? So somebody can tell a bit, but it's based off of, like, the wrong intentions. Like, oh, she did, and she said this. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, that happened, but the reason that's why not, you're saying that happened you're taking is it not, out of context. you're taking it out of context, right? Mm -hmm. So, like you said, you know, you got to be in control of that narrative because people will come and change it up for mm -hmm. you. It's like the game of telephone. Even if you tell one person something, right, by the time gonna, they get back, right, it's a whole right. other story. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and then sometimes, like, it's 
important for other people to know some parts of your story because yes. it's like, oh, wow, this is where you came from. Like, it's an mm-hmm. inspiration to some people. And some parts of your story, you may not feel comfortable with telling people mm-hmm. yet. So it's just like, no, you got to wait on that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, everything that has happened to me has brought me to where I am now. Absolutely. So, and I'm a firm believer of that because, you know, I feel like steps are ordered. Mm-hmm. And so... All of my story, which I will tell, and some of it is on my blog, where it's com. but... Plug. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's my story. Like, right. I'm telling my story. Mm-hmm. If you heard it from somebody else, that's not my story. That's right. a story that they're that's telling. That's their version of their yeah. story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all in all... Mind your business again. <laughs> Mind, your business. <laughs> Mind your business again and let the person tell their own story. Do not create the narrative for them. All right, so Celeste, what is your story? All right, so on today's segment of CB Secret, I'm going to talk about a few, just two of my stories, or two parts of my story, I guess. Okay, Okay. (laughs) two chapters in your book. Two chapters in my book, there you go. (laughs) So, um, as you all know, um, back in 2010, I graduated nursing school, and I... um, Went to work in the ER. I started out as like a nursing student, of course. And then um, once you pass your test, you become an RN and you uh, you have the a nursing position in the ER. So I went to take my test in June with the rest of my the group that came on board with your me. Cohort. Yeah. yeah, the cohort. Mm-hmm. Thank you, lady. <laughs> yes, cohorts. Um, there's probably about 10 of us. We all went to take the test. So, you know, everyone's like waiting to hear like, oh, did you pass? How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, sis failed. <laughs> Okay, sis failed miserably Um, because the computer like shuts off after X amount of questions. But sometimes like if you say the questions, say it's like 93 questions. Yeah. And then um, if you if you're not doing good, you and you you fail right at 93 questions or you can pass right at 93. But if you're doing okay, they kind of let you take more questions to see Mm -hmm. how you're doing. So Uh you could get up to like 110 and then pass or whatever. Okay. But I failed right at the cutoff. So oh, I was doing real bad. <laughs> so it's okay. It's a good. It's a nice for everybody. It's a good Okay. <laughs> so the computer shut off, and obviously I ended up failing. Mm-hmm. So here I have to go back to work with my tail between my legs, my head hung. You know, ashamed and embarrassed that mm-hmm. here I am. I finished nursing school. All of us went to take our tests. Everyone else is passing, and I have to go into work and tell them that I didn't pass. Uh-huh. And now I also have to figure out well. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like, how does this work? Because you're supposed to pass and become a nurse, right? "Mm -hmm." So, what (laughs) am I supposed to do now? Exactly. And you can't retake the test for three months. Oof. Right. So, anyway, so I worked. They ended up letting me stay on as a nursing assistant, whatever, as like a tech and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, I went back to take the test in September, and I failed in ninety three. I mean, I passed in ninety three questions. You failed again? No, no. I passed in 93 questions. Okay. So the second time I took you did it, really well. I did extremely well. Uh-huh. And so I passed like immediately. Uh-huh. So I say all that to say that, you know, for years, I would not tell anyone I failed that test. Mm. I refused mm-hmm. to tell anyone that I failed because it was, it was, it was just so embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just mm-hmm. something that I wasn't comfortable sharing, mm-hmm. sharing. But actually this week um, at our mentoring event, um, that was something that I shared with my mentee that mm-hmm. I, failed this huge yeah. test that I that was like it's like your life is yeah. on the line yeah. it feels like that was something that I shared with her and it felt good to like I mean of course I shared it with my close friends and yeah, family right. like everyone knows uh-huh. it's close to me but like I, it's not something I really talk about mm-hmm. but now I feel like 
It's a part of my story. It's mm-hmm. just a part of my journey, and it's my yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. It happened, and I'm, I've, my, you know, my family supported me. I got to studying uh-huh. that whole summer. I was in the books, and I ended up passing. And it's ten years, nine years, almost ten years later, and I've been a nurse. And at the end of the day, that test is like a very small. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> right. I never had to so take the it work again. That you've done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But um, at the end of the day, that test is like a such a small piece to the big Working. picture mm-hmm. and yeah. the puzzle yeah. that it doesn't even matter. But, but you know, oh, go ahead, sorry. Girl. <laughs> you, know, you made an excellent point because so going back to the whole mentoring program, when I was showing um some of the students who their mentors were, this one boy was like, "Man, this man don't look like he been through anything. Like, how can you, you judge a person? Here you go, creating the right. You create a narrative else. one for this person, but two, the thing is." He wanted somebody who had gone through something. He didn't want somebody who was all like perfect. Like I had a perfect life. Yeah. Right. He wanted somebody. No, I want somebody who can struggle, who can understand who me. Struggle. And yeah. then I can see like, dang, like this person struggled and now they're doing this. Right. Well, that then gives me hope that I can, can do, do this. this. And yeah. that's what I was going to say. You are a witness for somebody else right. to right. show that. It is possible to fail on the first go right. round and still have a successful career. Right, because right, at the end of the day, that test is so, like, far behind me mm-hmm. in my rear view. Like, yeah. it doesn't even matter. And so now, I, it probably didn't take me the whole nine, almost ten years to talk about it. But mm-hmm. now I'm, like, so not phased by it. Right. So, yeah. Like, if someone was, it's yeah, like, I was so ashamed. But now I talk about it freely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I failed it the yeah, first time, so it's like, mm-hmm. hey, it is what it is. And then I grinded that whole summer. Because I ain't like that check neither. Right. I was like, where's the nurse? I'm, I'm supposed to be getting paid. Right. Where's my nursing salary? <laughs> yeah, I was not getting a nursing salary. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, and I was able to come through that. My um pastor preached on that one Sunday. He was saying how people are so ashamed to, like, tell their truth. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? You tell the truth and then people talk about you. And then what? You're still going to be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're still living like, your truth. Right. Anyway. Right. Yeah, and that's just like, um, I feel like, and I'm not a huge sports fan, but like Michael Jordan and Steph Curry, like two of NBA's finest, both like got rejected at some point in their career. And, like, and yeah. now look at them. It's just a part of them. Yeah, it's just a part of your story. Yeah. yeah, and I think that we definitely have to get out of being ashamed of those certain aspects because that's what encourages people. And that's my <laughs> next point. So the second part, the second chapter to okay. my story that I was going to share, um, I know, you know, our podcast is not specifically focused on motherhood and pregnancy and all that, but obviously it's a huge part of womanhood, right? right? Exactly. right? Um, stuff that women struggle with. And I feel like as women, we too often we suffer in silence. And I know that's a topic we're going to talk about in the future, a little mm-hmm. foreshadowing, but um. We suffer in silence and, you know, my story of going through, um, you know, pregnancy and creating this beautiful delivery story that I never ended up having. I didn't want to tell anyone that I ended up with an epidural. I ended up with a C-section because I was, I was, I was ashamed that I didn't get this story that I had went around telling everybody. Because you didn't want to have those things. You wanted to be all natural, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I went around telling everyone, you know, I'm going all natural. I'm no pain medication. I'm ready. I have my doula on board. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm ready for this. And I was. I labored for 12 hours and I was good. Right. Until my water broke and it all (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I had a lot of women who were saying, you know, don't be a hero, you know, all women get epidurals. It's not that serious. Like, just get that epidural and keep it moving. Like, someone else was like, Okay, call me when you get the epidural. You like mm. so like, and then that challenges mm-hmm. you. Like, oh no, y'all really think and I can do it? And that's what, yeah. and that's what I was struggling with yeah. because literally when I was 
rolling around in pain, uh-huh. I was in my head still like, the I can't do, yeah. I can't get this episode because everybody is going to see, everyone's going to say, so. I told you so. Yeah. And I, it really weighed heavy on me. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to share with those people who doubted me. Yeah. I didn't want to tell them that I did go down that uh-huh. route mm-hmm. because I feel like I failed. I feel like I did. Okay. I wasn't able to Hold fulfill fulfill that story that I had created. Yeah. So, um, but I've found recently that as I talk about it uh-huh. and I share with other people, there's so many it's women great. who have gone through the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so important for us to talk about it mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. put it out there and to make it. It's our reality. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And but we're here. We survived it. Whatever. You know, the baby is here. Whatever. But. You know, I just think it's important to own your story yeah. and share your story. And that's the funny thing about it because in our heads, we're just like, oh, I can't tell anybody because I'm so ashamed. Yes. I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody. And then the minute that you tell people, they're like, oh, girl, I've been there before. Or, it's like, oh, it's like, oh that's it? Like, yeah. you were all worked up over yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Right. That, and that's true because um, I shared something with a friend before. Um, which then allowed her to share something with me that she hadn't told anybody else, but it had been weighing heavy on her. But when she felt like I could relate or that I right. could understand, she was like, oh, well, let me it tell feels you this. Good to let, yeah, yeah, it feels good to let it out. So, yeah. And again, you can't share everything with everybody because like you said, some people are going to try to jack up your narrative and it's mm-hmm. like, hold on, boo. You know, right. but um, it is some people like need it. And they now I feel it. now I feel empowered to share my yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Because I feel a, I feel stronger. I feel stronger, strong about what I went through now. Because you did 12 hours without it, sis. When right. I get pregnant, the moment I feel, <laughs> stick me. Here we go. Stick bang bent over right here. <laughs> and it's not even that. Right. It's just that, you know, so many of us, you know, I, I just feel like so many women have... Um, gone through the same situation that I went mm-hmm. through or were in a medical, an emergency situation mm-hmm. where they had to go down that route. Yeah. And they're ashamed too. Like they're not, ha- no one's really happy that they, unless you wanted a C-section, I guess, mm-hmm. but no one's really happy that you had to be rushed off to the OR mm-hmm. to emergently get your baby out. And you don't know, you know, there's a 50, 50 chance. Like right, it's right. real. Right. So, um, I don't know. I feel, I just feel so much more empowered now to mm-hmm. talk about it and mm-hmm. to support Good. other women to say like, Look, I went through it too. Like yeah. it's 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 all good though. Like mm-hmm. that that scar gonna heal. Like you are gonna be, be alright. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's women who like who have problems with getting pregnant at all. Who just Absolutely. want a story. Like yeah. I just want to have a baby. Period. period right. So right. it's like if I got an epidural naturally or whatever, it's like I just want to be able to get pregnant. Right. I just want to. So yeah, it's so many people with different like pathways. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for Maya's motivational moment. Your story may have chapters that you want to erase, but those plot twists are what make you and can't be replaced. So, we can't change our past, but we can help to narrate our present. So, like, everybody's story is unique, and I think that that's one thing that we have to embrace because so often you're trying to compare your story to someone else's. Well, how come they were able to do this, or how come they were able to do that? Like, I know growing up, you may have said, all right, I want to go to college, then I want to get married, then I want to have children, Mm -hmm. right? You already had a story planned planned out. out. Mm -hmm. And some people, their story is planned out that, I mean, some people actually were able to fulfill that story. Some people were not. And I feel like some people may think that they're failures because their stories didn't play out that way. So for Mm -hmm. me, I feel like I was always a planner. Like when I was younger, when I went to elementary school, 
I like wanted to get good grades so I could go to a good middle school. And then middle school, I wanted to either go to Western Poly or City. Um, and then, you know, got into Western. Then you got to get good grades at Western to go to the college mm-hmm. of your choice. So, like, you're mm-hmm. always doing things for the, the next, next part step. of your story. Yeah. And I feel like, all right, I accomplished a lot that I wanted to accomplish because I planned out ahead of time. Um, but things hiccup. You know, in the way, like, there were roadblocks. Like, I was in a long-term relationship. I was with someone for four years. I was engaged. Like, that was clearly the next part of my story. Like, all my friends were like, oh, you're going to be the first to get married. And I was engaged. And guess what? Ended up not even getting married to that person, right? Right. So, I'm like, well, shoot, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) Like, that wasn't in the plan to get engaged and not go through with it. Like, that's not how my life works, Right. So I had to get used to, like, my everything not going to go according to the way that you want it to work. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, just other things that have just unfolded in life. It was like, wait a minute, you wasn't in a plan or that wasn't in a plan, this Mm -hmm. situation, this scenario. And um, I'm definitely now learning how to take life as it comes and stop trying to plan out everything. And accepting the alternatives. Yes. Because I've had to learn that with motherhood, you know, I was like, I'm breastfeeding. I'm using silicone bottles. Mm -hmm. I'm using (laughs) honest diapers. Like, I had it all uh planned out. uh And then... Things did not go perfect. I had to put them on formula and I was devastated. Right. And I didn't think, the other thing is, I didn't consider an alternative. I didn't even think about what kind of formulas I might, yeah, I didn't create that plan B. So that's important Uh too, is to consider alternatives and have that plan in place. I guess you don't have to plan it out because we're talking about like not planning. Right, but being okay with it. But being okay with it. Yeah, that's Being open to it. Flexible. Being flexible and acceptable to the alternatives. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, this is not what I saw, but maybe this is really what I need. Mm -hmm. So let me go this route. And I think that that, for me right now is a big learning experience for me. Like this is not how I plan for it to be or not how I hope for it to go, but maybe this is God's will for my life. So I got to go with it. Right. And, um, and trust that this is how it's supposed to be. And, um, because God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you need, what you need. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times we don't know what we need. We only think we know like what we We want, but we don't know exactly what we need. But also I think it's, it makes it even more challenging when you try to fight. When you try to mm-hmm. fight against that yeah. alternative pathway. Yep. So, you know, say it didn't, didn't, whatever didn't work out and you yeah. headed down this pathway and you fighting it the whole way instead of accepting exactly. it and leaning mm-hmm. into yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so much easier when you just it's accept so it much easier. and just go with the flow. Yes, it definitely is so much easier. It takes a whole burden off of you mm-hmm. because a lot of times we're trying to change things that are beyond our control. It's mm-hmm. like, sis, you can't even control that. Right. Like mm-hmm. that happened or this is happening. Now, what do you want to do, right? Right. Right. Think about the alternatives. Think about other solutions or just go with the flow, right? And I think it just makes life better. And your story story is always ongoing, right? Mm -hmm. So even if there are plot twists in the chapter and you feel like that's getting you off course, but it really could be taking you on the course that you're supposed to be on. Mm -hmm. Just like similar to when, when when I failed my nursing exam, my dad had put a rock in my table. And this is actually what I brought to the mentoring event to inspire my mentee. Oh, you Uh brought a rock? I remember you It was just a rock. It wasn't (laughs) the rock. A rock, not the rock. rock. (laughs) And that's what made it even more funny. I was like, I know you want to laugh at me, but I brought a rock. And she was like, 
What? Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, you gotta rock. But the point of it is, is my my dad's point was, this is your rock in, your ro- in the road. Mm-hmm. This is your bump in the road. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You're gonna go over it? You're gonna make that left turn and go around the block a little bit and come back? You're gonna dig a hole under it? Or you're just gonna stand there and, and allow this to block your way? Right. What and don't you go any do? further. And that's just a rock. Yeah. It's just a rock. It's yep. just a bump in the road. You mm-hmm. might have to bang that left. Make a U-turn and come back around and get back on track. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's all. The journey is all a part of your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accept it. That's all we can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gents. So we do have an exciting announcement for you all. Woo-woo. We are hosting our very first 12 Days of Givemas Party with a Purpose. <laughs> Bro was cheering too. <laughs> <laughs> so our 12 days of Give Miss Party with a Purpose is going to be Saturday, December 7th. And pretty much we are using this to raise money for our 12 days of Give Miss, which is going to be 12 days filled with um, being a blessing to some children and moms in need during the holiday season. So Not just moms, women, women in general. Women in general. <laughs> I'm sorry. Children and women in general for the holiday season. Um, so we will be keeping you posted um, via social media and also on the podcast of what we will be doing so that you can be a part of it. But we would love for you to attend the party. You can go on Eventbrite and you can look up Pretty in Purpose or... Give Miss. Um, you can search Give Miss. Yeah, you can search Give Miss. And Give Miss, <laughs> and give miss is spelled G-I-V-E-M-A-S. And tickets are twenty dollars. Um, and the proceeds or a portion of the proceeds, like I said, will go to our Give Miss campaign. But it's a time to dress up, be fancy, have some great food, some great entertainment, and just a good time, like a good party with a cause, like a great way to kick off the holiday season. Yeah, and it's a reason to dress up. Yes, holiday well, formal. Yes, holiday formal is the attire. So we hope to see you there. And you can also go to our Instagram page. There will be a link in our bio. Yep. All right. So now it's time for Ask PMP. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the podcast, you can send us an email to pretty, the letter N, purpose, at gmail.com. You can send us a direct message to pretty, underscore, the letter N, underscore, purpose, duh. You can uh, uh, Facebook us, Pretty in Purpose Podcast. And if you would like to shop our gear, pretty, the letter in purpose shop.com. All right. So I have a question for you ladies, actually. Oh, why? Um, oh, why? So <laughs> if you could sum up your story in three words or less, what would it be? Girl, why you ain't give let us study? You should have told us ahead of time. Spot. No, what, you know, I need to study for the test. Would it be? I have to think of mine too. I thought about it earlier as I was thinking of this question. And I three words to, to sum up your story. Three words or less. Um, to sum up your story. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't have three words. I'm gonna just say a beautiful struggle. That is three words. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> A beautiful struggle. Okay. All right. Do we need to explain? All right. Go on. Go on and explain. Well, I would say it's a beautiful struggle because, you know, I've talked about how I've gone to therapy Uh and uncovered uncovered things in my childhood that I didn't 
I knew I had a challenging childhood, but there were things that I hadn't yet quite un- unlocked, okay. so to speak. Um, and so that was it's, it was a struggle to get through, just to get through that part of my story, mm-hmm. um, and to understand like, oh, all right, this is what I was struggling with. Okay, let's 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 wrap that up and move on from that. Um, and I think that at this point in my life, I feel like all of that struggle was worth it because. Life is good. It's okay. beautiful mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So, a beautiful struggle. Okay. That's nice. Which one was that? Mine would be destination loading. Okay. Uh, because y'all know I'm all with the flight thing. Right. Because we going places. Right, right, we right, going right, places. Right, right, right. And so, I feel like my journey is not complete. Absolutely. And I'm still, like, sometimes I'll be driving and I'm like, oh, snap. I see what God is doing here. Like, he ordering my steps. I see that I'm going places. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get visions of things. And I'm just like, yes. Okay. We going there. Yeah, we going right, there. Right. Y'all should see my car. Like, I be writing down notes on the seats. <laughs> like, and this, and this, and yes, this. Yes, keep records of it. I sure do. I would say mine is evolving through experiences. Um, Wait a minute, evolving through. Oh, right, that's three. Yeah, it sounded like a lot. Um, I say evolving through experiences because I think right now I'm learning so much more than I've ever learned. Um, and it's helping me to evolve as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, just learning about other people, learning more about myself, Mm -hmm. learning how this world works. Um, and I and I'm changing. I think Along because of it, I'm yeah, changing definitely. It. Um, so experiences have definitely opened my mind. But change is a good thing, you know. I think people too often feel like change is a bad thing, or people are fearful. Of I think right. people are fearful of change, change because change they don't is, know what to expect. Change is yeah. so amazing. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I've evolved uh-huh. since I was 21. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, who exactly. wants to be the same person they were when they were 21? And it doesn't Absolutely. mean that you're acting funny because you're changing. No, or you're yeah, becoming a better person. Right, and then like again, when life experiences teach you something, you don't keep doing the same thing over and over again <sighs> that you've been taught a lesson about. Right, right. <laughs> change your ways exactly yeah all right that was a good question thank you thank you (laughs) all right so that's all we have for today until next time folks thanks Thanks, pmp posse